Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and I am obsessed with helping people get their financial and personal lives in order. Every week, my guests and I explore the fundamentals and practices that will help you stay on top of your game in business, but also at home. I believe we all have different pathways we have to take to reach our peak performance so that we can live up to our peak potential. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you get there. I'm excited to share the insights and habits that my guests and I have cultivated throughout our lives so that we can help you on your journey towards a happy, successful, and fulfilling life. Let's jump right into today's show. Hello, and welcome to the Amber Stitt Show. I am your host, Amber Stitt, and today we welcome back my colleague, Brian, from Echelon Technologies to share a little bit more about some tips for Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And so welcome back, Brian. I appreciate you making the time to be with us again today. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. It's great to be here. Yeah. I For the audience that hasn't listened to our first episode together, I'm going to let you say a little bit about what you do over at Echelon. And then we're going to dive into some juicy, spooky statistics and stories just to kind of finish up the month of Halloween 2022 or the month of the, the, the month of October being Cybersecurity Awareness Month, but that month also being uh, the, the holiday of Halloween, um, we'll share some s- scary stats and, and really dive into what's trending, um, what you see in your world. So I'll, I'll pass the mic and let you talk a little bit about what you do and what your day-to-day is like, and we'll dive into some really interesting stories, unfortunate stories, but interesting ones. It is a scary month, and we've definitely got the scary stories to go with it. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Hey, everyone. Again, thanks for having me, Amber. Um, I'm Brian. I'm with Echelon uh, Technologies. Uh, we're a managed IT service provider with a heavy focus on cybersecurity. That's really first and foremost for us. Um, we've been around uh, quite a while, about, since about 2002. Um, and over the time, you know, we've, we've, uh, certainly enjoyed the, the growth of a uh, significant growth of a client base and we service all throughout the valley and also nationwide. So, yeah. but IT and cybersecurity, that's the name of the game. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. So I always, I think stories can hit home, make it real for us. Um, Maybe let's start with some, I mean, I'll let you take it from here. I know that you do a lot of presenting out there. That's part of your your thing as far as with education for different companies. Um, So that's how we met. Um, So I don't know if you want to talk to people, the audience, more on an individual basis, and we could dive into some business. I know that you have a lot of stories. We'll get to a couple today. So I'm going to let you take the lead here and just um, I want to get the audience as many facts interesting facts. I want them to take action today. I always talk about that with my framework of pathways of peak performance, really take some action, implement some new strategies. I think your stories and statistics are really going to help everybody. So um, yeah, what what do you think we should know to really kick this off? <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I think I'm going to start kind of with uh, some light stories, like touching on a couple of big stories that we've heard about. Yeah. And then We'll uh, bore you with a few stats because stats do get kind of boring after a while. But then yeah. I'll hit you with a few personal stories that we've dealt with, uh, either me or my colleagues have dealt with uh, in my time being here at Echelon. And there's some there's some doozies in there. Yeah. Um, so if we're ready to get started, I'll go ahead. And- yeah, go for it. 
Okay. So I, last time we talked, uh, I touched briefly on the fact that when you hear about major um, ransomware attacks or cyber attacks in the news, undoubtedly there's at least 100 or more that have happened behind the scenes to small to medium businesses. And with the pandemic, we really saw um, a, a major uptick in cyber attacks. And there's something that's very interesting stat, if you will, I don't have numbers, but a trend rather that we saw that's is extremely scary. Um, again, for the first time we saw small to medium business become the number one target, not enterprise anymore. They can still get money after enterprise that they do, but they go after us as individuals. We're the weak links. We're the ones that click on the links and open the attachments at will. Mm -hmm. um, they hit us from, from all different angles. Um, we heard about Colonial Pipeline. We heard about JBS Foods. We heard about Target. Now, with Target is one I want to talk about because that involves a small to medium business. Um, that was actually their HVAC vendor is how that happened. Okay. So the HVAC vendor. Not to interrupt you, Brian, but you're talking about Target. Target, yeah. the we're talking the red Target. We all shop at Target, maybe Amazon. Okay, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yep. And then you're talking yes. about the HVAC, whoever they hired within one of the stores? Correct. Okay. Right. So, so is HVAC vendor right? So for for uh, he sent an email to someone that worked at Target. I'm not sure if they were actually in corporate. I should probably know that. I don't know if it was a specific okay. store, but they had a Target you know email yeah. address. So the HVAC vendor got spoofed. Now, what does spoofed mean? Mm. Spoofed means impersonated. Right. So someone that the bad guys got into behind the scenes, uh, behind the, the safeguards of that HVAC vendor probably wasn't very well guarded. Right. Uh, uh, security. Business, uh, so they got in through there. They impersonated that vendor, sent an email to the target representative who then opened it up and let the bad guys in the back door. Okay. And that's how Target got breached. OK. And hundreds of thousands of records got exposed or whatever. OK. So you talked about COVID, though. Is this. I mean, some of these stories happened with, you're talking about the bigger enterprise stories, but what did you see trending though in, with, around the time of a two year window, essentially? You mentioned mm. that earlier. What, what was that about? This is what's scary. So no longer do, do you have to be super technical to be a hacker. So now there's ransomware uh, as a service kits, there's phishing tools. I mean, you can go on the dark web and get whatever you want. So with the pandemic, with a ton of people going, being out of work, people got desperate. Mm -hmm. So they did, they made the leap, went down to the dark web, you know, ran, rolled the dice, went down there, got those ransomware kits, teamed up with some hacker. It only takes a couple few people oh to, to bring a company down. It's kind of like when you go network for the good, you go to a leadership conference, you shake hands with people. I meet you at a webinar. Okay, so you're saying people were looking for work, and so they're joining. They're literally going to the opposite spectrum and potentially we're looking for resources. Mm -hmm. Is that scary? Okay, so. so, yeah, I mean, we've talked about the dark web. I think everyone nods their head. It's like in financial world, we say, oh, yeah, we know what an IRA is, but no one really knows individual retirement accounts are not with your employer. I think not everyone knows that fact. So we nod our head to dark web. Can you just give us a quick glimpse of what it really is? 
So the dark web, um, when, when I describe the dark web, I use the iceberg illustration, right? So mm-hmm. think about the iceberg. Up at the very top, you have that little top of the iceberg, and then down below it is the vast majority, right? So the top of that iceberg represents the surface web. And that's what we use all day, every day. That's your Google, your, your, your Yahoo, your, uh, any, anything that's publicly indexed that you can just type in a web address and go to that site. That's on the surface web. That's what we deal with all day, every day. Okay. Below that is what's called the deep web. That's the vast majority of the dark web or of the, of the world wide web. You do you log into these websites that are, I mean, how do you, it sounds really silly, but how do you get there? I mean, what is the real, how would someone, I mean, I don't want to teach people how to do this, but I also want, you know, that I am as a parent want parents to know how this is happening. So this is part of the reason why I want this to be more tangible. Like I'm never going to go look for that, but how easy is this? I mean, how do people get into this? Far too easy. So and what I'm finding is if you even Google, is the dark web dangerous or what is Onion, the Onion Tor browser? So Onion, think about Onion. It's got layers, right? Mm-hmm. So the dark web, it's got layers. Um, so with with that, I'm surprised at how many, and we talked about earlier or in the last episode, millennials and younger are fully aware of this and think okay. that it is not something to, to be scared of, to be to be weary of, but Tor, T-O-R, I'll say it, you can Google it right now. That is a special type of browser that you have to download okay. to get to the dark web. Once you do that, you're on the FBI watch list, guaranteed. They're okay. they're looking for you. So, hey. And, <laughs> yeah, they're keeping an eye on you because they want to see. Right. The dark web is all about anonymity. So let's let's continue on that path right so the deep web is 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 the vast majority that's government things medical records anything mm-hmm. that has a layer of security that you have to you know type in some credentials to get to it that's the deep web below that is the dark web so <clears throat> within the actually military the military started the dark web way back in like 1996 and then they made it open source so anyone could mess with it in 2000 and that's when the bad guys got interesting. in interesting Oh, so for 20 years history. they've been operating down there. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I know that you had shared a couple stories with me not too long ago. We talked about Target, some of the bigger ones. Um, there was there was a, a story with one of your clients, I think. A few of these, a few good ones. So uh, a dental dental practice. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner, he was a break fix client. He didn't want to pay for proactive flat rate you know, managed IT. He Break just wanted to call it. It's just, I got a problem. I'm going to call somebody. I'm not going to retain any other core elements of just like the, the, the team. It's just, right. that, that's what that means, right? Break, break fix person. Okay. I think a lot of that's the right. audience is probably one of those, right? <laughs> we all kind of lump ourselves into right. that category for saving on expenses, but here's where it could be a problem. So uh, go ahead. Um, thanks for letting me interrupt. <laughs> sure. So he was a break fix client. He only called us when he needed and everything else he did on his own. He had a, like a Netgear router or something like that, which is something that you might have in your house. It's definitely not suitable for business. Um, and he got hit with ransomware. He got breached. 
and got hit with ransomware. Um, they wanted, I forget what the, it was like one point some odd Bitcoins they wanted for it. Oh my which goodness. Were equated to the, yeah. What if so you they have want Bitcoin? Bitcoin oh, you can, oh, they'll, they'll send you a link on how to go and convert cash to Bitcoin so you can pay them. Okay. For sure. So we need to stop oh, yeah. for a second. All right. So <laughs> malware versus ransomware. I think in my head, I hear malware and I hear ransomware. I'm like, uh-huh, okay. But we're talking... There's a word included. It's ransom. So we're talking about instead of kidnapping, it's a variation of that. So can we talk about malware versus ransomware and what what that really means? Sure, sure. So malware is basically gonna, it's kind of a general term that's going to refer to anything, any kind of malicious software okay. that can be embedded code, something that can cause harm, right? That can uh, bring your systems down, that can pull data, right? Uh, pull uh, PII, that personal identifiable information that we talked about, pull financial data, things like that. Whereas ma a ransomware is the nastiest form of malware okay. because not only does is it pulling your data, but it's locking your files down. So when you go to log in, you're, you get that skull and crossbones type of a graphic mm -hmm. that they oftentimes throw out there and lets you know that you've been hacked and that they demand X amount of Bitcoin in order or whatever form of payment. It's almost always Bitcoin in order to get your money or to get your data back. Well, Bitcoin is because it's unreg not regulated, so they can just that I'm guessing that's right. why there's no paper Something, trail. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And as blockchain becomes more and more prominent, then that'll be a, more of a problem for those guys. Right. But they'll find other ways to demand their money. So all right. So, so ransomware locks you down. You need to pay. Like, okay, so are there cases where people have actually paid and then they've gotten their records back? Funny you should ask, Amber. I just pulled the <laughs> this, is not, this, morning. this was not a staged question. This is a real one. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, okay, last year they spent like an average of 955000 per uh, per attack for that was small to medium businesses. That's one stat. So I'm a million dollars to get my stuff back. That, so that tells me that there's a lot of medium businesses in there that were probably hit for like $2 million, $3 million, things like that. Where And then you're balancing that out with the small guys that were probably hit for, you know, 50K, 50 to 100K, okay. something like that. So it's, yeah, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't bank on small business being hit with a million dollar. Um, that rarely happens from what I've seen. Okay. But, but. <laughs> what was the number? Of? We're talking about, we're not even quantifying the time you're spending to be sure that you get things back and you're closing, you're, you're, you're not working. You can't work because right. you're shut down basically from your systems. Your downtime. Yeah. No one accounts for downtime. They just think about that amount, that ransomware. But I mean, one, a, a small business that's down for a week, you know, can, can be, can lose hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. just in that, that week of downtime. Yep. So, well, and then there's your reputation. If it gets known that you're getting breached, we know how that works in the, the world of media. Uh, we certainly wouldn't want to hire businesses that are under breach because we worry about our PII, right? The PII. That's right. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Learning in fact, uh, another stat that I had was uh, that 71% of, of clients polled uh, said that they would leave a company that got breached. Okay. So think about that. Target might be able to handle 71% right. hit to their business, but can an SMB, a small business? No. Okay. No way. And so when you think of it from the owner's perspective, obviously protecting your clients and your business, but 
how serious is your team going to take you if they're, you're not protecting your house? So I think it's kind of a full circle. It's very, a very important thing for multiple reasons, but I think yeah, people would leave potentially different variations of what could happen. It's important to just have that um, that trust out there for whether it's a client, employee, just anybody that you partner with. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So that's another thing that business owners have to heavily consider when uh, looking at vendors is vetting those vendors. How secure are they? Enterprises like Target, sure, they might be able to handle a 71% yeah. you know, to their business. But the HVAC vendor for Target, mm-hmm. no, absolutely not. A small business can handle that. Okay, so I know there's a number of stories, but we have limited time today. So, can you walk the audience through what you mentioned to me about a year ago about you're hanging out in your house, you got the kids in the house, they have some friends over, and just some simple mechanics of the guest Wi-Fi having people log on to that. I mean, we we just don't think that our kids are tapping into anything bad and then sometimes they might go into the app store and buy something okay but what if they're clicking on something or their friends are and then your business could be breached or even your PII the personal information can you talk about that a little bit because I'd like some of the audience to just go all right I'm going to do something new today I'm going to go get my extra people on my team with the the cybersecurity teams at some point you will do that right but what can we do today just to protect our, our homes? Sure, sure. Okay, so great question because as well, a lot of us are working from home, mm-hmm. right? Or there's some kind of a hybrid. Some days of the week we're working from home. So now we are trying to uh, couple our work, band the bandwidth that we're using and that we're taxing our, our, our devices or our technology with um, our, for work as well as coupling that with all the Netflix streaming, the video games and all that at home. So that in itself taxes your technology. So yeah. number one thing you could do if you're noticing latency, it's, if it's slow at home, upgrade your router, right? Okay. Get a more of a, a business grade router because with that in, increase in performance, likely is going to come an increase in security as well, okay. which is what you want. Not only that, but the ability to segment off a guest Wi-Fi network versus your internal Wi-Fi network, or for that matter, your work versus your home Sure. if you don't have a whole lot of guests over. But you nailed it. So when I talked earlier about the dark web and kids getting trying to, you know, it's it's dangerous, more dangerous than ever because young people aren't afraid of it and they're trying to go down there. So with that, um, you know, if they're trying to go uh, tap into the dark web on, on some device from your network, yeah. then you're in and you're in trouble or they're bringing their dirty laundry into your place, right? right? With on their, their phone, their, their laptop, their tablet, something like that. Then, then you're at a major risk there. No offense to droids, but Android is a much less secure than iPhones. iPhone definitely embeds security in all of their updates, but they're also much slower to the game when it comes to all the cool gadgets, bells okay. and whistles that. It's so has. funny you say that because it's almost a political conversation. Apple versus droid. It can be because some people go, oh, you're droid. Oh, I'm Apple. And there's this eye roll. So I get that a lot in business where I love droid products because of some of the efficiency and, and the, the, the latest the camera, you know, quality. And so the Apple wow. people will say, ours is still as good. I'm like, no, I don't think it is. So you're validating that. But the, the, the catch is 
the security could be lacking in that arena. So that's interesting that you say that. And it, my husband will appreciate a little bit of a plug to Droid, but but the security is not as strong. So that's interesting. Um, with with Droids, I, would, I don't want to interrupt, but just yeah. to, to recommend with Droids, you know, a Git security, some kind, something on there, Norton, some, there's different malware bytes, I think, has something out there. Mm-hmm. So different things for the security side of it. And only... Uh, download things from your Google Play Store, right? And like for Apple, it's only download from... Okay, because that's all uh, vetted, from, right? If they're on the Play Store, they have to be... It's legit they've been vetted, from, right? Yeah, they'll still pull apps off because they slip through the cracks, if you will. Okay. But but yeah, it's going to be more vetted by going through. So don't just hit some link that's on that comes through on text. That's that's called smishing. Oh my goodness. SMS phishing. Okay, so phishing so, is more email related and then mm-hmm. smishing... Smishing is text. I feel so oh, but old. There's vishing too. All those, all those phone calls you get. That's called vishing. Oh my goodness! Because is that like a voice for the V? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel you were mentioning being old in our first episode. Well, we're similar generation, but no, you're making me feel a lot more hip. But it is kind of kind of yeah. fun to hear how these acronyms or words they all make sense. They're very clever, right. if anything. They try. Yeah. They certainly try. But uh, but the 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 text, you know, phishing stuff. That's that's what's really getting people these days. Right. So don't don't just click those random links in your that you get in text messages. And so I feel like sometimes the older generation, my mother, father, they'll be sharing things all over in uh, Facebook Messenger. That's another one. Just I would say don't click those links. Would you agree? Because sometimes our parents are sharing things, just like oh, this is interesting, and then. The, the the hackers can look at that behavior and then once you start clicking on those links again, it could cause a problem through the, the app like Facebook. I mean, God bless them. Our our seniors and our toddlers are the are the, <laughs> right. the most dangerous ones because the oh, my before goodness. you know it, your four-year-old has downloaded every game possible in your card. You're like, why is my credit card getting rung up all of a sudden? Right. Um but then the seniors, they get targeted like no others because they, they're not as savvy. Right, I mean, and that's in, a whole other topic. Uh, a friend of mine who's a gerontologist, I mean, the scams, that's a whole other multiple episodes in itself, and it's unfortunate. So, well, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a little spooked, but in a good way, I feel like I'm a little more hip and educated. So hopefully the audience feels like that too because of you, Brian. So I really appreciate all the information today. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. This is, uh, we could go on and on I know. forever. <laughs> well, it's never ending. Anyone that has questions for you, I'm going to give your contact information in the description boxes. So if, um, I know you're the guy for, for questions and answers and impl- implementation if necessary, yeah. but it sounds like the majority of the audience will need some, some or all things, uh, implemented. So again, I really appreciate it and we'll see you in the next episode and thank you for all the pathways listeners. Absolutely. All right. Have a good one. Take care. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Amber Stitch show. For more information about the podcast, books, articles, and more, please visit me at amberstitt.com. Until next week, enjoy your journey at home and at work. Thank you for listening.